Carter for you this morning, folks. Moving right along. My name's Cobb. I'm at the radio station, and I am joined via the World Wide Web with uh, the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council Director, host of today's show, Scott Craddy. Welcome, Scott. Morning, Cobb. Thanks for the intro. So we'll get going. Um, Brief intro to this program. So when I started this job in January 2020, one of the very first invitations I got was to a community resilience and wildfire meeting that the Hopland Band of Pomo Indians organized and was hosting for a number of the area tribes. Uh, there were representatives from PG&E and the USDA Natural Resource Conservation Service. Among the topic areas was emergency response preparedness, home hardening, fuel load reduction, uh, and a tour of an ongoing fuel load reduction project that they had going on. Um, if you've heard any of our prior radio shows, you're going to recognize those as the basics. Those are the things that every community needs to be organized around and focused on to survive and thrive in a wildfire-prone environment. Not only does the Hopland Band have cultural experience on how to live in this wildfire-adopted landscape over the long haul, but they're also very engaged in modeling what we should all be doing to adapt to our current situation. They've been doing a lot of things we should all be paying attention to and are reaching out to their peers, which we should also all be doing. Over the course of the meeting, I mentioned that we were in the process of getting a chipper, and they mentioned that they had members who could operate one and a lot of work that they wanted to get done. Uh, so from that has spun out some cooperation. Um, we've um, given also so that we share at least one other fundamental concern, which is how to live in this fire-adapted landscape without ruining it, how to go on uh, doing our fire mitigation work while preserving the natural landscape and flora and fauna, seem like a great potential partnership. So we, we held our initial training with our brand new chipper on their land. And since then, we've partnered. Uh, and it is, uh, we have a, a crew from the tribe that did defensible space clearing for 16 elders' homes uh, as part of one of our projects uh, initially. And since then, uh, they've been staffing our chipper including doing uh, recently 12 days of clearing and work assistance up in the helping with the storm damage from the January snowstorm up in the Brook Trails area. So they've been doing tremendous work for the community. Um, we'll touch more on those later, uh, but with that, I want to turn it over to them and let them um, get started telling us a bit about themselves. And um, I'll start off with... Um, Sonny Elliott, and ask if you can give us a little bit about uh, yourself and what, what your position is there and um, why you're, you're interested in this work. Okay, thank you, Scott. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Sonny Elliott. I'm the tribal chairman for the Hopland Band of Homo Indians. Um, I've been the chairman for about three years. I've been on the tribal council for um, about five now. Um, Prior to that, I was the environmental director for the Cotto tribe for about seven years. Um, we did a whole lot of environmental restoration projects um, 
and uh, stream restoration, uh, sediment reduction, and also field load reduction um, on the the Cotto Tribe um, lands up in Laytonville. So being a part of it, um, coming down here and, and getting a feel for kind of what what the area um, in terms of the housing and the the reservation and the need for um, actually uh, the field load reduction projects um, that are important. Um, I want to thank Scott for his uh, his willingness at the Mendocino Fire Safe Council to work with the tribe um, to start addressing some of these serious issues and the um, and to actually see the need that's out there for um, for our community, obviously, but for the for the greater community here in, in Mendocino County um, to looking to address some of these these problems and, and issues we have with with fire obviously it's getting worse and we've seen it over the last decade especially um with some of the biggest fires on record happening in our area um and so to know that that these important uh projects are um are a way that we can uh, start to address some of this uh, issue and and look to um, build on what we've already done. You know, we appreciate the uh, dedication from the Fire Safe Council um, and and all those other partners out there, PG&E, who has um, obviously contributed in a lot of ways um, recently from for uh, funding and and getting us getting us going. So we appreciate that. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. We'll go to um, Orville. Great. Thank you. Um, yeah, and Orville's been helping us. Orville Elliott's been helping us um, actually manage and, and run the Chipper Crew and lots more. And Orville, can you give us a bit of introduction to yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> Is there echoing there? There's well, just a little uh, bit. We keep Orville going, Orville. Junior. <clears throat> um, I've been working for the tribe for last uh, 40 years in, in, one, in one position or another. And uh, this is by far one of the most uh, rewarding projects that we've, uh, that we've entered into. And um, when me and Scott first talked about it, it was uh, a vision and uh, he was asking me if uh, if I thought I could uh, get some guys together to make this happen, and I said, "Yeah, I could." And it, it's uh, it's really rewarding to see it <clears throat> take off from the the idea um, to actually happening. You know, because these guys are doing a lot of work. We get a lot of uh, good reviews on them, and and they're really starting to feel good about themselves. <clears throat> And, and that's one of my main things uh, I've always um, I've always liked to do is put these young guys to work and, and uh, have them do some meaningful work, you know, where they can stand back and look at it and say, yeah, you know, I did that. And and I can see it. <clears throat> I can see it in their, their demeanor, <clears throat> their eyes and just everything about it. The more and more that we're, we're doing work, the better and better they're feeling. And they're looking forward to a lot more work coming up. Um. So I just uh, I just hope that we can get some more money to uh, continue this work. Um, I know there's a lot of it that needs to be done out there. We we were pretty lucky a couple years ago when the, the Mendocino complex fire came right to our uh, our borders of our reservation and, and uh, it didn't come over the hill. But you know I'm thinking the next one might. So uh, really eager and anxious to get a lot of this work done, uh, especially on the in Hopland there and the surrounding country on our, around our, our reservation. And uh, <clears throat> I just want to thank Terry also. Um, 
she's been up in the mix and, and really trying to get things going here. And uh, she's always trying to help everybody. And uh, it's really paid off this time. Uh, and thank you too, Scott. Uh, and um, I just look forward to doing a lot more of this work. Um, and I think we got a good crew to do it. <clears throat> so that's about all I got to say right now. Great. Thank you, Orville. Um, do we, is there um, other folks out there that we want to introduce at this point? Or should we? Um, hi, good morning. This is Terry McCartney. I'm the EPA. I'm the EPA director for the Hopland Band of Pomo Indians, and I've been working here for 12 years now, and the last five years as the EPA director. And um, we've been working on fuel load reduction in one way or another for almost all the time I've been here, and long before I don't even then. Know if they heard me. My things went. My sound went out. We we heard Joe Orville. You're 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 all good. It's on. <laughs> okay, and um, and so we also have no, today two of our um, youth, youth workers, who I'd like to introduce also, Elena and Katie. So please come and introduce yourselves. Hello, my name is Elena, and um, I've been enrolled. In the Hopwood and Banapuma Indians my whole life. I've been living here my whole life. Um, Terry has helped us a lot since I was younger. I can always remember all the um, field trips we go on and everything. And and ever since I've been growing up, I just wanted to help the community as well. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Katie. Um, yeah, I mean, like I've, like Elena said, I've been a member my whole life, obviously. <laughs> but, um, and then like Orwell was saying, um, it does feel good to um, have done it and then see it be done and then other people say like, oh yeah, it was nice, you know, like it looks nice now and all this and that. But yeah, but yeah. <laughs> okay, um, and let me see if I can get a question before the hammering starts overhead here. Um, thank you all. That was, that was great. Um, and I'd like to kind of step back um, and do a little bit of big picture before we go into the, um, the specific projects that are going on out there. Um, the, the tribe obviously has um, a long-standing relationship with wildfire and dealing with it as part of been part of the culture for, for a long time. Um, and I wonder if we can maybe start with um, Sonny to get a little bit of perspective uh, from the from the tribe's perspective on working with wildfire and, and uh, what we should be doing. Yeah, just uh, in in general of uh, 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 like historical and obviously the tribe um, and many tribes uh, for for that matter, but uh, have used fire throughout our history um, culturally. Uh, it's a significant part of what we do uh, when it comes to um, our dances, our ceremonies, and and many things that that um, surround that or evolve around that. And I think um, historically we've used it uh, to clear the land, to clear the areas of brush. Um, 
even uh, things like ticks and and uh, um, pests that were that were in the area when we when we lived in the in the landscape. And so um, hunting, there was many different uses that we had that we used for fire um, and and to clear the areas to um, of on the hillsides and to keep it natural. You know, one thing that we've always really um, tried to inform people about uh, when we talk about the natural landscape is that um, fires always had a big part in that landscape and you know just recently when we talk of the last 100 years or 150 years that um, fire really hasn't been um, it's it's really started to become unhealthy um, we could see it in the in the hillsides and the um in the landscape that that we look on um we could see that the the it's just it's just unhealthy because a lot of that stuff was burned out a lot of that underbrush the understory was burned by fires over the years um for uh, since the beginning of time and and now we've taken that out of the landscape and we can see that um that there's a lot of issues going on um when it comes to obviously drought um has plays a big part in it but that's something that's always always played a part in the in in the history of the of the land but um not having fire there not having fire to um to utilize and we see that a lot of different um people are coming out with um control burns they're introducing fire back into the landscape to bring that back the health um health of the landscape and and it's really done some uh, some good uh we see it uh, in ukiah just i think yesterday they're doing control burns um in the valley um, we see it um, all over starting to pop back up a little bit more and so it's a good thing i think that we um bring back some of that um is a big thing for us because that that is part of the history and the culture of our people and so to be able to see the fire back in the landscape i think is a big deal cool anyone else want to chime in with anything else on that or Um, I think maybe we should shift to talking about some of the projects that are going on now. I guess one we'll come up to, we'll roll back to prescribed fire because I believe the tribe is also participating in the prescribed burn association that the county's got going, but we'll, we'll get back to that a little bit later. Um, maybe a good place to start is with the senior defensible space program uh, that happened out there. Um, and, and Orville, would you be able to tell us a little bit about that work and how that that went and what the, what, what the project was there you need to unmute you sure can you hear me yep there you go okay yeah the i think the defensible spacing uh project went pretty good we did about um i think it was 14 or 15 homes um elders homes and and, and disabled and uh, we had a couple of guys come out. <clears throat> I can't remember their names right now, but they did some training on uh, how to run a chainsaws, uh, the proper way to, uh, I guess, prune the trees or cut the limbs. And it was really, uh, it was really good for me because uh, my whole life I've been doing it a different way. And then when they came out and, and explained to me <clears throat> the proper way to do it and why, I was just like, wow, all this time I didn't. I didn't know that I was doing it completely different, but <clears throat> the people that, uh, the houses that we did were very, very grateful. Um, I think they did a good job uh, clearing like five feet around, 25 feet out, uh, 10 feet up, and then uh, uh, the grass like 100 feet out. Um, there's still a couple more that would like to do, but um, I think that the guys that did it, uh, that was their chance to prove themselves that they was... Uh, really willing to get in there and do this kind of work and uh so that's where we formed our crew at um and so they are the ones that uh 
I've been going up to Brook Trails. Uh, we did a couple of spots over in uh, McNabb Branch. And um, we, we're really looking forward to some more. Um, everyone was looking forward to the Gualala project, but that didn't come through for, I don't know the reasons, but they're still willing to go out there. And, uh, and like I said earlier, you know, these guys are, they're really getting um, really enthusiastic and excited about the work. You know? they're, they're calling like every day. When, when are we going again? I said, probably next week. Uh, so it's really good because we had a chipper that was, uh, I don't know, 25 years old, maybe. And compared to the chipper that you guys brought out, I mean, this, it, the state of the art one just makes it so much easier to uh, do this kind of work. But, uh, cool. Well, let's let's get into the chipper program a little bit while we're while we're at the cusp of it before we go on to the things that are happening um, out out at the at the reservation currently. But the, um, just so people know, take a step back. Um, so chipper days are one of the things that the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council does. Um, we have, uh, we are just starting up the program again for this season and it's, uh, funded for a number of days. Um, but, um, we were hoping to land a lot more funding. Uh, we're about to start scheduling the, uh, the, the Hoplin crew to go out and do days throughout the community. And if people are interested in that, um, the place to go is www chipperday.com backslash mendocino so it's chipperday.com backslash mendocino um, and that will get you to an overall orientation page and um, the first thing you'll see is a box where you can type in your address and once you've typed in your address one of two things will happen it will either tell you that there's a day scheduled in your area and how many reservations are left and you can take a reservation uh, if there's one available in your area or it will tell you that there's not one available and ask if you'd like to be put on a waiting list and if you get that option uh, it's really important for you to go ahead and get put on the waiting list and maybe encourage your neighbors to get put on the waiting list as well uh, because um, it's that waiting list that we're going to use to figure out where we're going to send the crews next. So uh, once we see that there are a number of people in a particular area that are interested in a day, uh, we're going to know that that's a place that is going to be productive to go ahead and schedule a day. Um, and uh, another important thing to do in there, particularly to help us uh, employ the, the crew that we're talking about from the tribe, is to let us know if you can take chips broadcast where they are. Because one of the things we don't have currently uh, is a chip truck for them to be able to run the chips into so they can haul them and take them to green waste or put them in a pile someplace else. So we're really looking for projects we can put together out in the community. Uh, in an area where people can take their chips broadcast um, so we can get the crew out there and active. But um, as, as you heard Orville say, the crew's eager and eager and ready to go out and do more work. And uh, we can use the community's help uh, to make that happen by getting people registered uh, for days so we can start getting them scheduled and out there. Um, so again, that's chipperday.com. 
www.chipperday.com, www, you, you need the www in this case, chipperday.com backslash Mendocino. Um, and you know, with that, is there is there anything else you'd like to talk talk about, Orville, in terms of the, how you know the crew and how they've their, the experience they've had and how it's going out there? Hold on, just one second, there, Orville. Oop. I'm going to interject here just for a moment, Scott. Uh, this is Cobb. I'm engineering here at KZYX in the studio, and just want to put it out there that uh, you are tuned to the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council Radio Show right now. On KZYX, uh, we're about a third of the way into the program. If you just tuned in, our, our, you were just hearing the host. That's uh, Director Scott Craddy, the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council. And our guests today have been the Hoffland Band of Pomo Indians, uh, particularly Chairman Sonny Elliott and uh, our guest Orville Elliott, who's running the chipper crew. And having said that, uh, let's keep going. Before I turn it back over to Orville, I want to um, interject one other thing about how to help us, uh, what the community can do to help us get the crew out there and working, um, which is we are uh, hoping we're going to land more funding for this momentarily. We, we're waiting to hear from uh, about a grant that, that's out uh, uh, to do more of that defensible space work. Uh, so that is work particularly for um, income-eligible um, seniors and or uh, people who are unable to do the, the work themselves for, for some reason. And although we do, do not have funding to go out and do it at the moment, we are again hoping, hoping we're going to land some shortly and you can help us get ready for that by being registered and letting us know that you're interested. Um, so the other thing you can do is go to um, our website, which is firesafemendocino.org. So firesafemendocino.org. And under community programs, uh, in addition to the, the first thing there is the Chipper Day program. So you can see a list of places that we've got scheduled to go with the chipper. Uh, and the third thing down under community programs is defense space assistance for income eligible. Um, and you can click on that and put in an application so you are on the waiting list uh, for that program, and then hopefully we will be able to get the crew out there. Um, hey, Scott. Yeah. This is Cobb. Can you just outline in a little more detail what that looks like um, for the actual work of clearing defensible space and what they'll be doing to participate in the work of that chipper program for listeners out there who may be or listening, just wondering in detail what that looks like in a day. So two separate things. I mean, Orville did a great job of defining it, the, talking about what the what the crew did out there uh, for for the elders uh, in in their area. But so defensible, uh, the defensible space program is when the crew goes out and um, basically starts from that house outward, uh, reducing the fuel load and getting it low to the ground. So if there is a wildfire coming through in the area, it will drop to the ground as it approaches the house and hopefully not find anything near the house uh, to be able to to, to uh, start a fire on the house with. So it includes, you know, blowing off the roof, cleaning the gutters, and then thinning things uh, progressively close to the house, ideally uh, making sure there's nothing flammable, no flammable vegetation within the first five feet of the house and 
cutting and thinning outward. Uh, so that's one thing. And then in conjunction with that, as you're doing that work, you tend to, you would limb up your vegetation so that your trees don't have things close to the ground to catch fire, uh, uh, which produces a lot of brush and woody material, which ends up in a chipper pile, which is the sort of complementary program uh, where when people are doing their own defensible space or they've had defensible space done in this program, uh, we can then come by with the chipper and, and clear it out. Um, so those, those are the basics. Um, and like I said, I'd like to move on to all the work that's happening out, uh, at the, at the reservation. But before we do that, is there anything either Sonny or Orville would like to talk about, about the, the work that's going on with, with the crew and programs so far? Orville, you need to unmute. I'd like to uh, just add a couple things in there about what you were saying and about what the question was. Uh, the, the whole idea is to, you know, because we all know that um, a big majority of fire, especially in structures, starts from embers. You know, so we try to uh, um, we look at it and, and wherever ember might land and cause a fire, which is most of the time in the gutters or alongside the houses where there's been uh leaves built up for uh, a long time. We try to clear all those out, and then we try to um, replace any screens that go to the vents, and, and we've done that. Uh, screens that get uh, old and rusted, and you know, so uh, ember might find its way in there. So we, uh, we replace those, um, and we don't, we don't just <clears throat> clear-cut, because <clears throat> we don't want to take anybody's uh, rose bushes out or any plants that they might value, but we, uh, we'll trim them up and make them look good though. But, uh, so far we, we've had uh, great copper cooperation with, uh, all the residents and that we've done. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure we'll get some more registered out there now after this, but it's all been fun. It's cool. Yeah. The crew has been doing a great job and getting great reviews all around. So it's been a, been a, been a pleasure getting it going. Yeah, they, they get along with each other, and uh, everybody kind of fell into their own little uh, strengths, you know what I mean? So. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll chime in a little bit, too, Scott. I think yeah, when we um, looking at the importance of um, helping some of the elders out, helping the elders out on the reservation, and also outside of here, too, um, many of them aren't able to get out there and assess their houses, assess the land around their houses, um, even weed eating. You know, that's that's important. A lot of them actually out here live, do live alone. And so to be able to provide that service um, and make sure they're safe, make sure that their um, their buildings are safe, their houses are safe, their properties um, uh, defensible, I think is a big deal, especially when we're talking about elders, when we're talking about elderly people who, like I said, aren't able to do that, climb up on and get into the gutters, check those screens, um, getting those leaves out of there, trimming those bushes up. So it is a big deal and it does benefit um, the elders immensely. And so to think about, you know, anybody who's thinking about registering or, or signing up for the, the chipper days is, is um, I definitely encourage it and, and hope that we get more people signed up. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, as, as you've both put in, um, it's a super important point that, you know, most, most homes that get caught up in a while, the fire don't get caught up in direct contact through the, the flames going past the, uh, most homes that go up go up because the fire as much as as much as potentially a mile away sent up an ember that landed on someplace that was vulnerable 
people. Um, so you do yourself a tremendous service by um, doing the, the work to, quote, harden your home uh, and do that defensible space clearing. Um, and speaking of that, um, I wanted to spend a little time talking about all the programs that you've got going on out there um, addressing that stuff. I know you've got your own um, annual fuel load reduction plans and home hardening plans, and I, I think some of the people in the room there are involved in that. Um, could you tell us a bit about the work you guys have going on out there? Really? Want me to take that on? Sure. Uh, um, so, yeah, we have we have a whole lot of programs actually that um, that that we utilize um, for an array of things, including home hardening, um, defensible space, brush clearing. We have youth crews that um, get on and probably right at the end of school um, around June to go cut grass around the reservation. Uh, to there's a lot of uh, along the roadside roadside clearing um, around elders' homes, um, people that can't do that that weed eating. So we hire a youth crew to go out there and um, give them some, uh, you know, build their work ethic, uh, a little bit of background for them to um, to get out there when they do get in the workforce. Um, and so that's that's a big deal. Uh, right now we have a, a crew that's going around. I'm um, doing that basically what I just talked about, um, roadside clearing, um, weed eating, brush thinning, um, and that's all part of our environmental um, protection department. Uh, that's the, one of the, the many departments we have in the tribe that, that help us to operate. Uh, what many people don't realize is when we talk about tribal government, um, we mean tribal government in the sense of, you know, there's there's different functions, um, different things that, that we uh, provide services to our membership from health department, education department, um, environmental department, roads, um, maintaining our roads and, and roadways, um, trails and things like that. Um, and we, you know, we have a, the, the gymnasium, we have um, administration um, and tribal police and so there's there's a bunch of different things that um that help our government function um just as any government does outside of here and so it's important to to note that when we do talk about tribal government that's what we're talking about is is not just the tribal council or not just administration but there's many departments that function inside of the government that um that provide services to our membership provide services to community members who um we have you know, many landowners out here on the reservation that that may not be tribal members, um, but they all they fall within the um, the jurisdiction of the tribe, and so that our government. Um, Many of our, our resources actually are provided to them when it comes to um, different things, even the brush clearing, but um, but trash pickup. There's there's different things that we we try to provide to keep the land clean, to keep the waterways clear. Um, and so, you know, they all fall within that jurisdiction. And so it's important to make sure that we're serving the community um, as a whole, um, the wider community, the greater community on the reservation. Um, and, you know, obviously the tribal members, um, but but other community members that um, that live on the reservation. So there's a, it is a lot um, and it is a, a full functioning government. Um, that's why, you know, when we talk about our status as, as tribes, um, that's what we talk about is our governmental status. Um, and that's that's where um, our partnerships, um, that's why we're able to develop partnerships with, with um, other governments, with the state, with the federal government and with agencies um, to get these things on track and keep things moving forward um, and developing those um, agreements and understandings with uh, different agencies and, and departments that, um, that we're able to uh, partner with and and benefit our community so cool uh yeah that is a tremendous you began you got the whole the whole spectrum going there so that's an awful lot to uh to keep track of um talking about the programs we should take advantage while we got uh 
while we got the folks involved in the youth program out there, um, maybe we could get them over to talk a little bit about what they've done there and, and how that experience has been. So um, it's been a lot of experience for me because, for instance, I never really got out there and cut grass, you know, um, um, chop down trees and all that stuff. And people don't think I can do it because I'm a girl. So it's like, well, I'm going to go out there and do it. <laughs> and so, yeah, and um, it's been a lot of experience and it's good for me to know so I can go and help, you know, other people too along with it. And um, even if I wanted to get a job with this, you know, it's good to have experience with it and stuff. And it's good to help other people, you know, like helping other people, especially the community and stuff special elders and everything so yeah i think i think it's a good opportunity for us and stuff um well i think um i was thinking like it it is kind of like it's kind of hard work not really it's not too bad but it is worth it in the end because it is nice seeing how our community looks, you know, just, just like, it's nice seeing, like, you know, you can see everything. Hey, <clears throat> weapon. <laughs> oh, and, um, uh, oh, when I started on it, yeah, when I started on it, I didn't know much. Um, like she said, it, was an opportunity and I did I get to learn like how to work with, yeah, like weed whackers. I finally learned how to do my wires <laughs> or like, um, um, like what else? Or like, yeah, like when we took down the bushes, it was like, you know, we got to learn more about chainsaws and just like machines, you know, it was, it was, yeah, like an opportunity to learn about a lot of things that I didn't know about. So it was nice. Great. Thank you both. Um, yeah, that kind of reminds me, um, I, I, Terry mentioned at some point back when that uh, it might be a long-term ambition to, to get an all-female crew going as well, which I think is an awesome, awesome ambition for the program if we can build it up as time goes by. Um, there was another program that I'm aware of out there about um, you know, sort of combining other parts of, of, of the process of managing, which um, I understand there's like a process to use recycled lumber uh, uh, to build some housing for fire hoses. And I'm, I don't fully understand the program, but can somebody tell me a little bit more about that project? Hey there, before we move along, folks, uh, just coming out of that little bit of, about um, the wood chipping program and doing that work. This is Cobb. I'm engineering at the KZUX studio, and I just want to introduce the show once more. If you just tuned in, you're hearing from the Hoplin Band of Pomo Indians. They're our guest today on the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council show, uh, hosted by the director of the Fire Safe Council, Scott Craddy. And I'm just coming in for just a moment to let you know that uh, we've got our KZ Wax flash drive coming up. Right now we're in the quiet drive and uh, the studio's been fortunate enough uh, at KZ Wax to raise upwards of about $27,000 over 317 donations. But they've got a target 
uh, to keep these services coming to the community and keep these shows going of somewhere around $100,000. So there's going to be a little bit of uh, pitching, such as I'm doing on the air. So if you're out there listening, uh, give a call to 895. That's 707 895 to call in, maybe become a member of the studio so you can donate. And just to throw in with the Hopland Band of Pomo before we move back, uh, they're going to be having a brush clearing party here at KZWAC Studios in Philo on Friday, April 16th. That's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you're as excited as, as some of the folks are out there in Hopland that have just been talking about this to maybe get a chance to handle some tools and work with some brush, uh, you know, bring any of the following items, gloves, water bottle, pruning shears, weed whacker, mower, you can get a hold of Renee, the membership director here at membership at kzwax.org. Um, or again, you can call that same number, 895-2324, talk to the staff about that. So uh, again, KZYX also uh, part and parcel of what we're talking about here today, both in participating with brush clearing and needing uh, the financial support to keep this station going. Thanks, everybody. Now back to... The regular program. Great. Thank you, sir. We were just going to check in with some of the other programs that are going on out there. And, and the one that I heard about that was intriguing was about um, using kind of recycled lumber to um, build some housing for fire hoses. Um, I'm wondering if somebody can, uh, can fill us in about that a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's something that, uh, that we had thought about. Um, we have, you know, fire hydrants around the reservation, um, and that go, I mean, probably every, I don't know, a few hundred yards, um, there's fire hydrants. And so feel, you know, in the area that we're in a remote area out here and a little ways away from, um, from anybody when it comes to, um, emergency response and being in a high fire danger, um, area that, you know, the best chance we felt like to give some of our, our members a, a chance to maybe fight a fire back a little bit or maybe even save their home, save their neighbor's home, was to uh, to station some of these little firehouse or little houses um, near the fire hydrants um, and, and train some of the members that, that live there to um, be able to use it, um, use the fire hose, use the fire hydrant uh, so that in the event that the, the fire does come up close enough to where they'd have to um, maybe save their home or some of the people be able to at least wet their um, yards down, wet the area down with some of the um, the water, I think was important. And just and, and a lot of that has to do, like I said, with uh, being in a remote area and not really having a chance not to sit there and fight the fire back as a firefighter would, but just to know that if it's coming, that you can use that water from the fire hydrant. Um, if you're trained to do so, to um, turn it on and, and hook the hose up and, and um, wet things down, um, wet the houses down. As we know, a lot of homes are, are a little bit older built. Um, and so they're not up to what the standard is today when they have the fire resistant siding or the, the windows and roofs and different things that, you know, are coming out today that, um, that are actually going to be mandated, um, in the state, but, um, to 
when it comes to the embers, when it comes to things um, blowing in from miles out, I think it's important to have those areas wet and not so dry in August and September. If, if there's a chance that we can um, do something to uh, to help it, help help our members out, help um, the community out, then that's kind of where the idea came from. Um, and so some of the uh, crew down in the environmental department are working on building those little houses out. Um, we ordered a bunch of fire hoses to come in and put inside of there. Um, and then have, just have them under lock and and when um when it, if the, it, hopefully you know the, it never comes but the, when the time comes for them to have to get in there and, and do it we have some of the homes nearby that can um that can access it some of our workers a lot of our um our employees that do the crews that are in the environmental department um are residents here on the reservation too so to train them and uh, um allow them to get in there and, and fight it back a little bit um like i said not when the you know, when the flames are right on them, but, um, you know, prior to that happening, um, we might be able to save some homes. So that's great. Um, that's like a perfect example of, you know, a, a key part of being ready for wildfire is just being aware of your environment and where your resources are, uh, and how to use them and, and how to work together with them as a community to make sure they get applied. Uh, and when, when the time comes, so that's a perfect example of, of the kind of thing that communities out there need to be thinking about and doing, uh, looking around and seeing what they got and how to, how to be ready to use it. Um, at this point, we're getting, getting near the end. Um, so let's talk about the future a little bit. Um, just curious if you, we, we can talk about sort of planning in a moment, but um, I'd love to hear from um, either either um, Sonny or Orville about what kinds of things you think sh should happen next out there, what kind of developments and support you'd like to, like to see um, and what kind of projects you'd like to see uh, to be ready for the future. So I just kind of look forward to continuing my work. Um, I didn't know if I mentioned earlier, but I'm the tribal roads and transportation director. So my, my main job is to uh, maintain the roads and the road sides. And um, sometimes that acts as a, a really good fire break itself, as uh, long as you have them nice and cleaned up. Uh, future projects, uh, I kind of like just um, hoping that, you know, these youth will come up with some some new ideas, you know, just like they did with the uh, the little firehouses and the, the fire hose houses, you know. Um, last year we didn't have those, but then all of a sudden somebody got an idea, and it's a great idea, you know. So I'm sure that uh, future projects are going to mainly come about by uh, new ideas from these youngsters coming up, you know. I'm <clears throat> really... Uh, I'm really proud of our two girls, uh, the way that they're feeling, how they, they feel good about themselves getting in there and, and learning how to use these weed eaters and, and chainsaws, you know. And, and I've seen them. I've seen them at work in action, and, and they're doing a really good job. And there's really no doubt in my mind that we will have a uh, all-female crew here soon. So maybe that's uh, one of the projects we're going to try to push for because I know those girls can hang right in there with them guys, you know. Um, I've even seen a couple of them outworking young guys. So, but, you know, it's just all about just moving forward and, and keeping the momentum going. And, uh, and I think we, we've been doing that pretty much. Uh, Terry's always coming up with uh, some new ideas. 
And uh, I know she'll continue to do that. And we, we've all worked really close together and, and uh, just make it happen. Just like you and I have, Scott, when we first talked about this idea, you know, and then a vision and now it's a, it's a reality. So I'm just, uh, I'm just leaving that up to the, the new ideas and imaginations coming up. Great. Thanks. Um, Sonny, do you have anything you'd want to chime in about what, uh, what the future, what, what you'd like to see in the future in this, this area? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously we want to, you know, continue to build on our relationship with the, um, fire safe council, uh, expand on the projects that we're doing now, expand on, um, doing more things, uh, when it comes to, you know, reaching out to other people, getting more people involved. Um, anytime we can look to collaborate with outside agencies, um, the state, the federal government, we're always looking to do those things. Um, but one thing that's important, I think is, is collaborating with landowners adjacent to the, our lands. I know we have about 2000 acres on the reservation that the tribe is, um, is, uh, responsible for. And, you know, outside of that, I mean, that's just a small portion of Mendocino County. Um, we look at other tribes, and, and their involvement in getting on some of these things when it comes to fill load reduction, but the collaboration with landowners, because um, there's a lot of big landowners out here that um, that we you know hope to build relationships with and collaborate with to help them um, in reducing their fill load reduction, um, as well as you know um, the ones that, like I said, are adjacent to the to the reservation. Um, it's important because when we look at um, our responsibility it's obviously for the reservation but it's also to make sure that you know landowners outside of here are safe as well um that our lands are safe um for, from um you know the the adjacent landowners and, and that brush the thinning the fill load reduction that that could be done um but throughout mendocino county really i mean to collaborate and to hopefully bring um the crews out there uh bring it to to some of the other lands that that need it and it's definitely needed uh throughout the county i know people are working to try to address it i would hope that at some point the state would step up and provide some kind of incentive some tax breaks or something for people to um actually work towards uh clearing these lands out um, um, thinning their their land bases um, and some of the you know the lands out there that I mean it's hard it's a lot of work it's a lot of money to put into these things um, but at some point um, I would hope that uh, the state could step in and, and help to incentivize that um, to get people to um, bring people in or or even the fire safe council um, to come in and, and work on those work on some of these lands to uh, to thin it out for some of the landowners and hopefully people buy into what's going on um, and and um, understand the the reality the seriousness of what we're dealing with when it comes to fill reduction when it comes to fire safety um and it comes to wildfire um and protecting our lands infrastructure homes uh it's an important thing so we look to collaborate more build on relationships that are already there um and and make new ones oh well great points there one of which um, i'll just emphasize too uh it came up in the uh, the Mendocino County Prescribed Burn Association had some trainings uh, a month or so back, and uh, one of the things they uh, made a really great point of is that wildfire and property lines, wildfire knows no property lines, uh, and a lot of the times the the places that it makes sense to put in breaks, you know, going to follow ridge lines, and those ridge lines cut across uh, property boundaries. So your point about needing to think about this from a bigger perspective and to include your neighbors and neighborhood property owners to figure out where it makes sense, the most sense to do work is is a, a really important point. Um, and 
let's see, there's still other stuff going on out there. I've still got a bunch on the list that we're probably not going to get to, but um, uh, there's one on here that Terry put down about uh, Mendocino Lake Sonoma Tribal Environmental Professionals Emergency Response Team. And I'm wondering if we can find out a little bit about what that what that is about. Hi. Um, so the um, tribes in Lake Sonoma and Mendocino County um, have month monthly meetings of the environmental professionals um, called Mendocino Lake and Sonoma County Environmental Professionals Team, um, MLSTEP. And um, we have identified emergency response as a priority. So we also are trying to have um, monthly emergency response meetings um, of the environmental professionals so that we can identify how the tribes can support each other in their programs in preparing not only for wildfire, but other um, emergencies such as drought or smoke or um, other, or even the pan pandemic, how we can um, work together to provide assistance to tribes and, um, and support in their programs and their communities. And so we, um, we, um, we provide um, workshops and trainings and um, other opportunities for the tribal um, environmental professionals to share with their communities what opportunities are for, um, for safety and welfare uh, during um, these challenging times. So um, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for the tribes to work together and supporting not only the tribes, but the entire community in, in um, preparing for uh, any natural or, or emergencies that can occur. Cool. Um, awesome. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to wrap around in a minute and, and see if Orville and, and, and or Sunny have kind of any kind of closing or uh, wrap-up comments they'd like to get out to the community. Before I do that, um, I want to give Cobb a second. I just have a question from a, a listener that called in with a question to pass along uh, to you there. Uh, in particular, some of the, the younger folks whose voices we've just been hearing that are working on the ground, they're wondering about uh, the plants that they've been working with and as they've been brush clearing, what they're noticing themselves and what they're learning about the plant life as they're working in the environment out there and what that's been like for them. Um, honestly, there's a lot of um, plants that are good to use. Like, um, uh, there's this one where and uh, we use a lot of plants as like medicine and stuff you know we still use it as medicine so we try not to chop it down and stuff and um even like the flowers or we try to keep the flowers up and all that and but we learned about different we did learn about different plants and stuff and um, what they're used for and stuff like that so we did um get to learn a little bit about that and stuff so yeah um <clears throat> yeah we did we started to learn about a lot of different plants and we started to steer clear towards those ones you know because they're useful um but it is kind of hard too because they do blend in with a lot of the other stuff you know but <clears throat> but once you start to learn about them you start to point them out and like when we first started this job um 
like we didn't really like you know we know how a poison oak look but <clears throat> not so much and so we ended up getting a big old pile of poison oak and it was just like <laughs> but now we see it and it's like everywhere so we're like oh well that's poison oak <laughs> but yeah you know it, it's yeah it's been useful to learn a lot of things <laughs> oh thanks um quick wrap around on the um I wanted to make sure people know um, about how to um, get uh, get in touch and get the get the crew uh, engaged if they they want to help with that. Uh, one thing I didn't mention is that the crew can be hired um, for other jobs outside of Chipper Days and outside of um, uh, the Senior Defensible Space Work. So if you have a, a large project and uh, want some clearing done, you can and get in touch with us through. Um, uh, probably the easiest way is email uh, through um, the, the email to use would be admin at firesafemendocino.org. So admin at firesafemendocino.org. If you want to get in touch with arranging to uh, get a crew to help with your defensible space clearing, or uh, if you've done a bunch of brush clearing and needs chipper work, um, we can potentially help with that. Um, and again, um, if you want to get signed up for a Chipper Day, uh, it's www.chipperday.com backslash Mendocino. And you can also go to our website, firesafemendocino.org, and look under Community Programs uh, to find out more about the Chipper Days or to sign up for the income-eligible senior defensible space work. So... Those are all ways you can help us keep this going and uh, keep this the, the group that's been trained up there and is doing such great work um, employed and, and on the job. Um, also mentioned quickly, if you're interested in the Hopland area particularly, that we are going to be doing a Hopland Community Wildfire Protection Plan that really focuses in on the Hopland area and what needs to happen there short and long term. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you should also get in touch through um, admin at firesafemendocino.org, and we can get you plugged into that process. Um, and with that, I wanted to turn it back over. We're you know, kind of right in the wrap-up zone. We've, we're going to try to try to drive this home on time for once. Um, Sonny or Orville, do you have any um, concluding comments you'd like to make? I just like to say uh, thank you to KZYX for uh, giving us this opportunity to um, get our voices heard out there. And thank you again, Scott, for the Fire Safe Council. Uh, thank you, Terry, Sonny, everybody that's involved in, in uh, putting everything together. And uh, thank you to the youth that participated today. It's uh, really, really good to hear your voices. And thank you. Sweet. Thank you, Orville. Um, Sonny. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Scott. Um, thank you to uh, KZYX uh, for allowing us to get on here today. Um, thank you to our staff uh, for the hard work, dedication from the crew. Um, and one thing I just kind of leave you with is, is uh, you know, we always talk about, especially nowadays, about catastrophic wildfires, um, horrible wildfires, you know, the worst wildfires we've seen. But fire isn't always a bad thing. And I think it's really projected in a bad light a lot of times. And, and to think about it in a good way um, of saying, you know, we can utilize fire. It can be managed in a good way. Um, and it's definitely healthy for the landscape and the environment. Um, to keep that in mind, because it's not always a bad thing. It is a good thing. Um, and I know as tribal people, we 
we utilize it in a lot of good ways and, and it helps us in, in what we do um, as our people. And so just to remember that, that it's not always a horrible thing. It's not always a bad thing. As long as we manage our own resources, manage our own um, landscape that um, that can actually be utilized in a lot of good ways. So thank you all for your time. We appreciate it. Um, and and we look forward to um, to interacting with many of you out there in the community. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.